Welcome to Bruh Finance, and we're here for another podcast. And in this one, we're going to talk about one of the greatest books ever written, ever contributed to Australians. And if I ever meet this guy, I'll probably kiss him, invite him for dinner, and ask my girlfriend to move out because this guy is just, ah, he's the best, right? The best. So in this episode, we're going to talk about Barefoot Investor and just a few things you can learn. I really recommend you buying the book. And before we get into it, full disclaimer, we're not professional advisors. You're probably sick of hearing this, but I have to say this every episode. We are not professional advisors or investors. Uh, Please seek professional consultation before making any financial decisions. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes only. Okay, let's get into Barefoot. Now, Barefoot Investor is an amazing book. And I don't want to say you'll be hard-pressed to find, but... Um, It's probably not as much when it comes to, man, let me say this again. So when I go and find books on finance and money and investing and all that, a majority of them are US-based. And it's always good to see a finance book or real estate book that is specific to Australia, specifically to Victoria, those kinds of things. And the great thing about Barefoot is it's for Australians and it's really easy to read, really simple things that you can do. It is the reason I got out of debt. It was the reason I learned how to save. It was the reason I was able to buy a house, come up with emergency fund, save for six to 12 months. It helped me do all of that, manage my superannuation, all these things in this one book. And I think it's like 20 bucks maybe. But I would say if you were to charge for its actual value in your life, it would have to be in the millions of dollars of just how valuable this book is. So let's get into one particular aspect of this book uh, booked, of this book that really helped me. And that is how to structure your bank account. Okay, let's, let's talk about this. So in the past, so back in 2017, so basically from when I had a bank account all the way up to 2017, I had a bank account with one account in it. So all the money that went in, went into that account, and all the money that I spent came out from that account. Now, here's the problem with that. If you want to save money long-term, you need to have a way to see, is your money growing? Is your money decreasing? What am I spending that money on? You know, How am I dividing up my money coming in? And if you can't do any of that, or you can't see it easily, the mistake that will happen is either you'll overspend, you'll underspend, or you have no idea how much is in there to begin with. You just keep spending. That's not really a good plan. So what Barefoot teaches us is you can separate your accounts. Okay. Now at the time that I read it, there's a certain way that he does it. Now you can literally just Google and just say Barefoot Investor Accounts, right? And I won't get into exactly how he does it because the ones I've seen online are slightly different, but um, the idea is the same. Now, here's the general idea at a high level, and then I'll show you how I adapted it for myself. The high level is when money comes in, you want to automatically, right? And pretty much that I know of every banking app, every banking, every bank that you go to with online banking has these features, right? And the feature is that when the money comes in, you can set a schedule to push a certain amount to a certain account. Now, I signed up with ING. ING is good because there's no fees. And you can create up to nine accounts in your your bank account. And you can name them whatever you want. You can name them, you can literally name whatever you want. And then you can push a certain amount to each one. Well, then how do you manage this? Okay, here's how you do it. At a high level, there's kind of three 
main accounts that you need. Okay, and the one I'm reading on the website, I'll follow for now and then we'll adapt it. So the first one is called Blow. The second one is called Mojo and the last one is called Grow. Okay, let's start with Mojo. In the last uh, episode, we talked about savings. Mojo is your savings. Okay, so whenever money comes in, let's say you make $5,000, Mojo is your emergency fund. So you always want to put a certain amount in there. You can decide how much you want to put that goes directly into Mojo. Okay, that's your emergency fund. Then you have Grow. Grow is your long-term investment. Okay, so let's say you're saving up for a house. You put the money into Grow. Now, the good thing about splitting it up like this is you can actually see them grow. (laughs) You can actually see how much is divided. And then the last one is called Blow. Now, Blow is a combination of things, but basically that's where your daily expenses are, your bills, your, your going out and enjoying yourself kind of account. And you just spend that. Now, the reason this works so beautifully is let's say you make five grand, okay? 2,000 automatically gets pushed to Mojo. 2,000 goes to Grow for your investments and 1,000 goes into Blow. Your bank card is only connected to the Blow account. Okay, to the blow account. That means if there's a thousand in there and you spend it for the whole month, you're fine because you can't overspend. You've already pushed all the money to Mojo and Grow. You don't have to, you can't overspend. You've you put everything in there. And then what this does is it means you don't have to use willpower or any fancy calculations or tracking to see that you're on schedule. Okay, let's talk about schedule. Let's say every month you get paid five grand and you do that division, 2,000 to Mojo, 2,000 to Grow, 1,000 to Blow. Right? What a rhyme, right? And you say, well, at the end of the year in Mojo, if I'm putting away two grand, by the end of the year, I should have 24. For the Grow, it's the same amount, so 24. You can actually track it to see, hey, am I on schedule? Cool. And then you can predict, well, I'm going to have 24,000 at the end of the year. If I do this for three years, I'll have 75K roughly in Mojo and Grow. So 150 altogether, just for argument's sake, right? If your long-term strategy is in two or three years, I want to buy a house, I need 100,000 for a down payment plus 20,000 for furnishing and renovations and all that kind of stuff. You can actually calculate, well, it's going to take me two years or it's going to take me one year or whatever. And you can see those numbers. Now that is the high level approach. I'm going to explain now how I adapted it, how I adapted it for myself. Okay, here we go. I'm going to delete this. Okay, so the first one, and I've actually changed it again recently. And this is what's so great about this technique that he taught. It just, it really lets you design it for your life. It's so fantastic. Anyways, okay, so I actually have nine accounts from memory. I think it was nine accounts. And it's been so helpful to do that, and it has a number of benefits. So the first account I have is daily expenses. Okay. And daily expenses is like, you know, I'm going to the shop, I'm buying groceries or I'm, you know, getting food or going out for dinner. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Okay. And then I have splurge. Splurge is an additional amount that I put in there that I want to buy something nice. You know, I want to buy a new video game or I want to buy whatever that is just for me. Okay. And it's kind of like a guilty spend. Like if I want to go get a massage or whatever, right, that's, that's splurge. And then I have one for gas and electricity, okay? I have one for pets. I have one for, I'm trying to remember all of them now. I've got too many. Let me log in. 
<laughs> Let me log into my account. I'm going to tell you exactly the ones I got. And then, then that way you don't, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. Okay, let's go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we, here we, here we go. Oh, yes, that's right. I've got a smile account. That's for holidays. I have a fire extinguisher account. I have rent. How many is that now? I have presents. I'll explain that one because I'm Filipino. Gas, electricity, um, the pets one, freedom fund. Um, and then that's basically it. Okay, so let me explain each of these funds. So when the money comes in, let's say it's $5,000 just for argument. I designate a very specific amount to automatically push that money, a certain amount into each of these accounts specifically. Okay. So um, daily expenses, you pre you kind of pre-calculate, right? Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, let me start again. Let, let me do daily expenses last because that's kind of the very last one that comes in anyway. Okay. Um, the first one that I put is rent. So, you know, if rent is $2,000, $2,000 automatically goes to rent, right? And it just stays in that um, account. That means I can never accidentally spend the rent for that month. Done. Easy. Okay. Next one is gas and electricity. Whenever you get a bill from your gas and electricity, it also shows you a history for what your kind of spends are for the year. And you can say, well, on average, gas and electricity as a combination is $200 a month. Just example, right? So let me actually write these down. So 2000 for rent, for example. Um, and then you have pets. So I've got two dogs. And dogs are not cheap. Um, so let's say you're going to be paying for pet insurance or dog food or whatever. So you put, let's say, 300 there. Okay. Next one is presents. Now, I'm Filipino. And if you're Filipino and you have to be my kind of Filipino, then you'll know that your family, your first cousins, is like 30 people straight away. Which means there are some months in the year where you're buying present every weekend. It's ridiculous, right? So I have a fund just for presents because I have, you know, nieces, nephews, all that kind of stuff. So maybe I'll put away 300 in presents, okay? And also for my girlfriend if I want to buy her something nice. And then you have um, splurge. And that is just whatever I want to buy for myself. Let's say EB Games. I want to go there or JB Hi-Fi, buy a new headset or, you know, whatever it might be. And I'll maybe put 500 in splurge. In smile, smile is anything that's like, it's not long-term investment, but it's a, a long, it's a medium-term goal. Things like I want to save up for a car or I want to save up for a holiday or I want to save up for a weekend trip or I want to save up for a new guitar or whatever it might be. I'm kind of looking around my room. Let's say that's 500, okay? Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher is for emergencies. So, that's why it's called fire extinguisher. You want to put the fires out. Um, that is things like suddenly my teeth hurt and I need wisdom teeth removal. You, you can't foresee that, right? So I put 500 there as well. Um, and then I have something called the freedom fund. Now, the freedom fund is little bits that I add in there. Now, ING has a really good really good feature where if it's, it's like a rounding saving feature. So I'll explain how it works. If you buy something for $3, okay, 
what ING does automatically on every transaction, it goes, it rounds it up to $5. And whatever the difference is, it will push that $2 into the Freedom Fund. And essentially what happens is with every expense, every time you use your bank card, there's a little difference, $1.20, that kind of thing. And it just keeps pushing it to that freedom fund. And you know what? That $1 that adds up with every transaction at the end of the year, you'll be so surprised how much ends up in that freedom fund. There have been years where I've ended up with $3,000 in that freedom fund. And I'm like, where the hell did this 3000 come from? You didn't even know where it came from, right? But it's just that $1. It's the it's the idea of little by little, you keep adding to it, you know? Okay, so then I'll maybe put like, I don't know, three or 400 in there to begin with, or maybe none at all, if I just let the automatic one go in there, okay? And then whatever's left is your expenses, your daily expenses. So not really utilities, just your expenses. And then basically I can spend whatever is in daily expenses. I can spend everything else in the other accounts when I need it. Here's the secret, or here's like a really good thing. Let's say for that month, I didn't buy presents. Yeah, I didn't have to buy presents for anyone. So the 300 that I put in there never got used up. What do I do with it? Do I take it out and put it into my splurge? No, you do not do that. You just leave it in there, right? Because you can't see it. The only one you can really see is your daily expenses. That's really only the one you should be concentrating on. The rest, let them accumulate. So if there's one you don't particularly use all that much or you've overestimated, let's say the pet food wasn't 300 that month, it was 290. Well, you leave the $10 in there and you just let it grow, let it grow. And the other thing is because they're all split up and ING, I don't know if they did this intentionally, they don't actually show you the total of all of them, okay? They don't show you the total of all your funds, which means it kind of eliminates the tendency or the, what do they call it? The temptation to start spending more because you're like, well, did I spend more or less? All I know is I've spent everything in daily and my bills are covered. I'm good. You just let it ride out. After a year, you'll go from like maybe, you know, no money to suddenly going far out. I saved 50 grand this year, or maybe not 50, but whatever it might be, simply because you structured your your accounts correctly. Cool? All right. Here's another trick you can do. And I remember reading this in the other one. When you have savings, like your long-term savings, now it can be any one of these accounts. You can design it as you wish. It could be the Freedom Fund, the Smile Fund, whatever. You can design another account called Mojo, which according to the website, it's emergency, but you know, call it whatever you want. Now the Mojo account you you set up the account in a completely different bank. So I'm with ING. You set up that account with, I can't even think of another bank. Let's say ComBank or Commonwealth Bank. You push however much savings you want to that bank. But here's what's important. For that bank account, you know, don't get a credit card for it or a bank card that associated with it. Just If you get it, just rip it up. You don't need it, right? The idea is, the money automatically gets pushed there. And over time, you'll actually forget you have that account. Trust me, this happens. There are times where I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I had that other account, right? In that other account, it just grows. And because you can't see it, you remove the temptation. You don't need to keep using your willpower, which is, you know, it's like a muscle. You'll get tired after a while and you'll give in. So by not seeing it, you can just let it grow. You do this over a long period of time. You will have more than enough money for six to 12 months worth of savings. You have more than enough to start getting into long-term investing, into stock investing. You'll probably 
come up with the cash to buy your house. Now, let me tell you a story about that for me. I had these accounts set up for, it's probably been five years now, and I've tweaked them as I went along to make them for me. And what I found out was kind of like mid-2021, um, and I never really thought about it until kind of a friend told me, he's like, hey man, you should look for, you should start, you know, consider buying a house now because, you know, such and such stuff is available with the government, whatever. And I'm like, man, I don't even know if I have enough money for that just yet. Let me look. And I did. And I had no idea I did. That is the power because you can't see it. You're not tempted to spend it. And it just grows in the background. It just keeps growing. This is why what he did with Barefoot is so valuable to a lot of people because he didn't just say you should be better with your money. He gave us an actual structure, right? And techniques and automation, right? To manage our money. Now, if you've never heard of this kind of stuff, get the book. I'm telling you, get the Barefoot Investor book. I think he's done multiple versions of it now, some for kids, some for families. I've only read the the first version, but have a read of the other ones, and I'm sure it's going to help. So let's end it there for this episode. I hope you guys learned heaps about managing the money coming in. We're not even into investing yet, but at least you're managing the money that's in front of you right now. All right? Hope you guys enjoyed, and I will see you at the next podcast. Boom. Thanks for watching another episode of Bruh Finance. If you want to support the work we're doing, you love the things you're hearing from us, consider supporting us through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash brah, B-R-A-H underscore finance. By signing up, you're going to get access to all sorts of things like spreadsheets and articles and video and training and all sorts of content. So again, thank you for watching and have a great day.